Hello and welcome to Eldritch Extras. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Um, I'm very good. How are you, Paul? I'm marvellous. Yes, yes. Um, well, we've got uh, a couple of conventions to talk about this episode. Well, yeah. I mean, the you know, the fun never stops, really. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Well, we're kind of heading into that um, autumn season of... Uh, conventions aren't we there's uh you know the 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 two we've been to recently and there's a few more to to come um yeah they kind of uh kind of have that kind of spring into summer season then there's a bit of a lull and then suddenly it picks up again isn't it yeah the gaming season does seem to have shifted into the autumn because uh particularly of late i mean there was concrete cow uh, which I which I didn't make this time, but then there's Al and Wizard Staff in Leamington Spa. These are all UK conventions, uh, and then there's well, then there was the Innsmouth Festival, which was new that we went to, yeah, uh, and then coming up there's Grog Meat in Manchester, and then there's um, Dragon Meat, Drag- which Dragon is now Meat. just just kind of appearing over the horizon, yeah, uh, which to me is a kind of sign that that Christmas is coming. Well, yeah, yeah, Dragon Meat heralds the start of Christmas, doesn't it, in a sense? But, I mean, that's just the UK. I mean, I got, I'm going mm. to um, Game Hole Con in uh, only, well, a couple of weeks' time in, in Madison, Wisconsin, where I've been um, fortunate to be invited as a guest, so that's very nice. So Exciting never, stuff. Never been to uh, Wisconsin before, so that'll be new, and uh, it'll be pretty close to Halloween, so I'm looking forward to seeing lots of pumpkins and things like that. Um, and then in Australia, there's the the PAX show and, and various kind of other gaming uh, events happening now. So yeah, we uh, it does doesn't seem to be a kind of a big uplift in um, stuff happening um, from our perspective, I guess. Anyway, it does. Yeah. So yeah, you went yeah. to um, and Wizard Staff. That sounds like a bunch of old D and D players getting together, drinking beer. And mucking around in dungeons. Am, am I am I wrong or? Uh, oh, no, <laughs> no. I've never, I've never been. It's it's all the it's all not quite the right time for me. But um, uh, so I've never been. But you've been a couple. Yeah, of times, I've been a few you? times. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Uh, so it's fairly small convention held in Leamington Spa in September. And it starts off on the Friday afternoon at the pub, the the Royal Pug, I think it's called. Uh, and yeah, looking on like social media, I'm working on the Friday afternoon, and I see two p.m. Somebody's like, "I'm in the pub. <laughs> I'm getting ready." <laughs> like bloody hell, we haven't even set off yet. <laughs> uh, so you know that that's a nice get together and you get together and there, there's there's all that crowd there and then the evening event is a uh, a, a meal at a, a indian restaurant which was which was very nice i think there was about 40 odd people there what did you uh, what did you eat uh well i had the obligatory onion bhaji for a starter cuz that's that's my go to starter and then mm, Oh, I had what Doc had, because right. you know we've had this discussion on here that I'm terrible at choosing. Yeah, yeah. Menu. Well, I've, I've I've experienced it in real life too. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I was sat opposite Doc Cowie, and he was ordering something. So we almost went for the royal banquet between two of us. Royal banquet. But, um, wow. That I think maybe we should have gone for that, but then we went for I can't remember. It's like was it a was it a very very mild curry, a medium, a nice? It was kind of medium. 
kind of hot. medium yeah okay yeah. you know well, i like it spicy you, you, you yeah yeah certainly uh yeah you're, you're you're always the one asking for more chilies as i remember yeah. always, always you know bring them on yeah and crying <laughs> um and then uh we stayed i don't know if i'm going to stay over again because the price of hotels now just seems mad so you yeah, go to like yeah. a, a crappy travel lodge premier inn type place it's not that great oh that's right so we get back to the hotel it's not that comfortable it's, it's a bit noisy and then at about i don't know what the time was up as three in the morning there's some woman banging on their hotel bedroom on the bedroom door and my wife gets up and like tells her you've got the wrong room <laughs> she's you uh, know, clearly she's running away from some sort of you know axe murder and you, you know, yes. just go away you know you're, you're yes, she did say she's like covered you? in blood yeah. and that but you know yeah. what can you do you got the wrong room bugger off uh so so that was a great night's sleep and then um so saturday i turn up at uh at the, the convention and i ran a call of cthulhu game um and anything went, particular it's called a dark age it's a new scenario well that's what it's called at the moment i might change the title uh, i'll probably consult with you because you're good on titles I'm, I'm i'm not good on coming up with titles but i thought a dark age that's quite that good. sounds interesting yeah 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 that's coming out in the book isn't it we it's well no it's not oh it's, no, it's your... not that one. Oh, it's always oh, a, <laughs> a different one. one. Oh, okay well, i said yeah. titles yeah. you know so it's coming out in the blasphemous tome uh, oh the that Christmas... other thing you do the other thing i do which is the i'll i'll, I'll pimp this now that you, you know, i have to pimp everything uh so it's the fanzine that uh myself scott and matt do for the the good friends of jackson elias podcast also available on you know all, all your good past podcast <laughs> devices, uh, a, a Call of Cthulhu centered uh, podcast. So that's that's a new scenario that I and and Albert gave me a deadline to work to, which which is always good. So uh, I got that up and running, and um, yeah, that seemed to go well. So I, I was pleased with that. And then in the afternoon, got to play with Dirk. Oh, Dirk the dice, yeah, yeah, of the uh, yeah. Ragnar podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and he's. It, I, I kind of know that you know, there are some GMs I always feel like I'm in safe hands. And if it's Dirk Goddice running the game, I kind of feel like, you know, it's going to be good. He, he does his homework from what I gather. He, you know, he preps preps well. Is that, would that be true? Yeah, he's kind of the opposite of me, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know how you inferred that from what I said. I, I don't know. But. No, I don't. I don't know. I think I think there was an inference there. Um, so, yeah, it, it was running Twilight Two Thousand, the new, yeah, like um, yeah. what are they called um, the, the Scandinavian lot, huh? Uh, the um, Free League, Free League, yes, the the Free League uh, new version. That's the game. Uh, I I only ever played it once back. Oh, well, yeah, back in the original edition, back in the day. Mm. And uh, yeah, I seem to remember it was it was quite fun, but it wasn't really my kind of game. It was mainly um, kind of soldier types running around with very lots of tech. And I seem to remember running around a lot in the, in the woods a lot, and and not a lot happening. But that's my memory of it. I'm sure it's yeah. better than that. But um, uh, was it was was your game a lot of running around in the woods with big guns, or it wasn't the woods? It was kind of a bit post-apocalyptic. Okay. Uh, we'd been, we were soldiers 
frozen in 1983. Oh, and we were awakened at some future date when quite Reactive a lot of time had passed, and and the um, you know, the the fallout had, had, had yeah, 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 gone, uh, and and we're reactivated, uh, and and we had to imagine that we were people from the early 80s, which you can imagine was a real, real stress. <laughs> um so uh yeah that was kind of fun but he'd mashed it up with um the the morrow project right oh okay yeah i don't know what the morrow project is well i do a bit now right i kind of thought it was one of those early 80s or mid 80s tv shows that i hadn't really understood or or hadn't watched because i heard people talk about it but it's a role-playing game that was out around that time it's an old role-playing game yeah Uh, it's one one of them that you know you've seen the pages of you've seen an advert but you never saw in a gaming store, you know, yeah. you know, back in the days of White Dwarf and Dragon magazine, you know, in that kind of eighties period, you'd go through and and you know, the adverts were part of the, you know, the cool stuff about the magazine because you see all these new games. And a lot of them were, were obviously American. Um, and but you go to your local game store and, and you would, you'd never see them. They, you know, you know, and so they were, they only existed in this kind of, in the ether, you kind of knew about them, but you never saw them. Yeah, and certainly that's the same for the Morrow Project for me. I, I've never seen a physical copy, and, right? Uh, uh, and yeah, so I don't know, yeah. But it, it was kind of a search and rescue mission, and uh, it was quite fun. You know, some um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, and then yeah, then we came home and went to a pub quiz, so it was all good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, marvelous. Um, so thanks to Math- thanks to Matthew for running and organizing the convention i hear it's and quite well organized from what you tell me so it's, the key know. thing the key thing and and any other convention organizers could learn from this is a signature feature of owlbear and wizard staff samosas what a, a steady supply throughout the day at lunchtime he just comes in and he's got these big boxes they're all free for the you know for people who are at the con there's big boxes there's meat samosas and vegetable samosas and you just click a little plate and you get a couple of samosas brilliant wow well you can't go wrong with that can you surely you can't go wrong with a samosa i love a samosa yeah yeah wow there was a there's a place if you ever that left square tube station uh as you come out of the like the ticket things so you so you you know you're in that the main part of the the tube station there's a convenience store there and when i worked in london for a while i used to i don't know why i'd end up at leicester square and um always go in there and get a samosa and they're quite big and quite filling and they were about a quid and then i went down the other week and got one and they were i think they were about 250 or something and i thought that's a lot more isn't it and then i realized that it was about 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> But you know, still good value, and they 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 put it in the microwave for like about ten seconds, so it's slightly lukewarm inside, which is always good. Uh, and yeah, well, you're selling you're selling it to me on that alone. I mean, I, I know I'd you know, say they were like... heated up, but that's a bit yeah. of a stretch. But uh, yeah, no, they they for London, that's well, a good price for a, something for a, good. Yeah, to eat. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, I guess you know, yeah, you, you, you know. You know where to find the bargains, Paul. That's all I say. That, I think that's why people are coming to this show. For those kind of tips. So, well, 
well, for this show, well, yeah, clearly. Clearly, they want they want a bit of the fricker lifestyle and, you know, how to you know, get that <laughs> and listen. Why not? Yes. I mean, who wouldn't? So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, well, that, our Bear and Wizard sound, that sounds good. I mean, I really hope to try and get along one day if, I, if it ever happens when I can. But um, but uh, we did manage to get to a different show, though, didn't we? We went to the Innsmouth Literary Festival, mm. uh, which was only last weekend. and um, Indeed. That was the... The very first one, the inaugural one. Um, so, um, well, well, what was your uh, what was your impressions? What was you know, what did you get up to, Paul? My overall impression was it was just a really nice, kind of relaxed show. Not not that I don't want to imply anything bad by saying it was relaxed. It wasn't like low energy or something, but it was just just a friendly place with lots of people, and it wasn't just gaming, which I think was nice. I like gaming. But it wasn't just gaming. So there was lots of other things going on. So there was, you know, just off the top of my head, there was sem- there was a couple of seminars. There were poetry readings, book readings. There were lots of stands, lots of trader stands. There was uh, some music in the evening. There was there were games, um, and I'm sure there were some things I haven't mentioned. So it was a <clears throat> a big menu of different things all going on together. What about yourself, Mike? What did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I think for a for a for a first show, the the guys who put it on, Rob, Shelley, and Tim, um, did a really good job. I mean, it, 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 it um, obviously what it reminds me of a kind of is like a um, a, a, a quite a small scale version of you know Necronomic on Providence mm. in America. But, you know, because it's the same concept. It's a kind of weird fiction slash Lovecraftiana kind of um you know festival in a sense uh, yeah. and um uh, and obviously not on the scale of necronomicon and you know they've got been going for a lot lot longer and uh and i've got a lot more kind of resource to kind of put on that much kind of bigger show but the this is was nicely kind of nicely formed uh the concept was good and it was um you know you kind of had that really good vibe because i mean you're in you're in a convention that's you know just about horror weird horror and that kind of stuff which you know so everywhere you turn you kind of seeing something that is what you're into kind of thing so you're not mm. you're not like a standard convention where you know you've got the bits that you want to go and do the games you want to play and then there's a lot of other stuff that's cool but it's not really your thing um everything was kind of your thing that's that's why you know i think it feels good to go um and but my i mean i um I had the Kersing hat on and um, I ended up uh, kind of running the, we had a little Kersing booth um, and unfortunately uh, David, who tends to run our UK events, uh, couldn't make it to the show due to the uh, the rail strike. So I kind of, you know, kind of um, stepped in to kind of cover that. So we just had a little booth with some Call of Cthulhu books on and, um, and mainly sat on the stand and, and, you know, chatting to people. And obviously there's quite a few people uh, I knew, you know, because, you know, it's a small community in the UK. So it was great to see uh, Chris Lackey um, turn up from the, uh, uh, well, co, you know, co-author on Cults of Cthulhu book and, and uh, the um, uh, Weird Fiction Stories podcast that he does with Chad, um, uh, catching up with him and, and you know, and various other people. And um, so I just did that, but I did... Um, I did dip out because I was on a because I was also technically a guest there. So 
um i um ended um they ended the day with a, a a panel that i did which was um uh the impact of weird fiction in other media so you know like in games and anime and and, and all that kind of stuff so it's mm. really interesting panel because i was really the the game person on the panel there was a, a manga kind of artist uh, a playwright who's adapted lots of kind of lovecraft stories into into plays and and so on so it was quite a you know diverse pa- panel in terms of our media and so that was really interesting and uh had some really good questions so that was cool and then in fact just after that the the playwright um was doing some um short excerpt readings from some of the plays that written and uh they needed a narrator so um i i somehow i don't know how it happened one minute i was standing there talking the next i was like being heralded to a stage to hold a script and be the narrator for these play excerpts uh and you know which was great fun and uh, yeah. the best highlight for me was the last one which was um uh, a play based on herbert west reanimator um, and so I got to play uh, a reanimated zombie thing. <laughs> I, yeah, Brilliant. I had a few arms before yeah. I was shot dead. But uh, so that was good fun. Um, and um, also managed because um, the the person kind of doing all that is is the person responsible for the the London Lovecraft Festival, which is, uh, as I understand it, uh, uh, you know where some of these plays are put on over the course of a you know a week or so around london and um sounds pretty cool like, again i've not managed to kind of make it to, to any of those previously but there's uh, another one next year so it'll be interesting to kind of see how you know that develops and maybe try and get down to see a play or two and see what else we can maybe get some you know gaming involved and maybe around that sort of time around london that would be cool so i don't know you know there's lots of possibilities and that's what's really cool about these events where you're in in a in a in a room with a bunch of people who, who like the same kind of things and but they're not quite the same they're allied yeah so um you know the the possibility of just finding out more about what other people are doing and how you can kind of you know work together to do more cool stuff you know it's you know is really interesting so uh yeah i i had a, I had a really good time i thought it was really good fun yeah i think that's the thing that i enjoyed most is that because like when you're at a gaming convention, so take Albert, you know, the week before, you're either in a game, and if you're in a game, you're with like five other people, maybe. Or you're not in a game, in which case you're stood around chatting, maybe at a bar or restaurant, just chatting with people. There's nothing else, there's no other activities to participate in. Whereas with this festival, the the Innsmouth Festival uh, or you know necronomicon there's so many other things to do and there's so many people from other walks of life that aren't gamers that you know like you said like theater people or writers or whatever um, and they're not just talking about their things they're doing them and that just and i think anybody who's into lovecraftian gaming cthulhu gaming called cthulhu generally is interested in those other things too yeah there's a lot of you know even if it's just going around the booths and finding some mm cool t-shirt or some dice or some books or some you know uh, and, there, and, there, and, there was, and there was all of that there wasn't there there was yeah, booksellers selling arkham house books and ramsey campbell stuff and in fact ramsey campbell was the guest of honor wasn't he although he wasn't there they did a they did a live kind of um video link to ramsey campbell and he did a you know answering questions and talking about his career and so forth which was really cool um so yeah it, it's nice to get all and of course you know 
we haven't really talked about the gaming, but there's a, there was a whole room with uh, lots of Call of Cthulhu being played. I mean, you ran a game. Uh, I mean, uh, Matt Sanderson was there. Yes. Running, um, I think he was running Saturnine Chalice. He was. Dead, Deadlight book. And on the table next to him was uh, somebody else who was running Deadlight. So literally you could get yeah, I think... two, two scenarios out of the book at, at the convention, which was I thought was quite cool. What did yeah, that was you, Steph, uh... I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what did you end up running? I ran Hotel of Horror, which is going to feature in Mansions of Madness 2, the upcoming yeah. Call of uh, well, Cthulhu book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, which is a great little scenario. I say little because it is quite a... One of those ones that's quite self-contained, fairly linear, but but you know a fun kind of convention one-shot, um, and uh, people seem to have a good time with that. That's the second time I've run it at a convention now, so uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I was going to say, oh, I was going to come back to the, what you were saying about the trade hall, the range of stuff there, because there were the things you mentioned. There was also yeah, there was somebody selling t-shirts and i was like oh these are interesting he's yeah i i i do you're are you the artist and he's like yeah i'm the artist and you screen print them at home uh, and he so he was doing all of that uh there was somebody with a uh a house they rent out in wales doing kind of almost like murder mystery weekends but you know like crafty and experience LARP, yeah LARP, but the kind of sort of larp but not really and murder mystery and they've got a new one. And what was interesting, they've got a new one they're doing next year, which um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, but it's basically Lovecraft inspired. Mm. So uh, it will be really interesting to see um, how you know how that develops. And um, yeah, again, that, yeah, that that looked really interesting. Yeah. So you go along, and they have actors there playing the you know the roles of, of people in the house, and you can stay overnight and. Yeah, that sounds like a yeah, yeah, marvelous yeah. venture. There's so, those people selling a Cthulhu cross stitch. So if you want yeah. a cross stitch pattern with Cthulhu or some sort of eldritch tome or whatever, they had all of those. Pretty um, much everything you can imagine. I mean, it was yeah, all there. It, it was, it it was, was yeah, a lot of you know, and, and that's what you know. Not, you know, many conventions. You, you know, not just the, the cool books and game publishers and fiction publishers, but you get these kind of ancillary creative people who are doing mm. their thing whether it's making art or t-shirts or whatever it is and and there's always something cool isn't there there's also something, you well, know, like, uh, chris lackey and greg johnson uh doing yeah. their film screenings of, i think of some of the i missed i missed i didn't get to see them but i think i've seen them before and they're available on youtube the the screenings of like pickman's model they're they've done some comedy takes on yeah. pickman's model color out of space not not color out of space um the one with the resonator, um, Tillinghast resonator. Tillinghast, yeah, the um, from beyond, from beyond, and they're absolutely brilliant. But they just—I don't think they've got the viewings that they deserve. I mean, they're they're quite popular, but I don't think they've, they've achieved the what they deserve to achieve sure. in terms of sure. um, sort of the support and fandom because they're 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 brilliantly produced. They're uh, and and they're just very funny and well acted and well made and they're, they're, they're just great yeah absolutely um, well if you're not seeing them yeah check them out on on youtube they're, 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 they're very good yeah and i feel we should give a shout out to uh you mentioned the the hosts uh rob and tim who do the innsmouth book club which is a podcast uh which is what it sounds like it's uh, a book club centered around weird fiction uh, and lovecraft 
and they have a guest on each episode and i think we've both been guests on there yeah yeah it was, uh, it was a really it was a really good you know uh, conversation it was you know we, we wasn't just you know what new books have you got coming out which which is cool but but they kind of got into some really interesting subject matter and we had a good chat about stuff so yeah yeah i really enjoyed that yeah 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 that was it was really nice yeah well paul we're it's the 4th of october do you know what that means oh my god no what does it mean it means it's halloween soon oh well you said i I was going to pick up on that because you said you're going to game hall con in over the rainbow somewhere in america that's right you're going to be there are you going to be there for halloween because i've always wanted to be in america for halloween again i'm just grasping at trying to be somewhere in the u.s for Halloween to kind of experience the US version of Halloween. Yeah. I've never quite managed We it. need to do it. This, this is the nearest I've got. This will be the nearest I've got to being at, in the US right. Halloween. So not still not quite. Still still a goal to to go for. But um yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've been to I've been to like just to draw a parallel, theme parks. I've been to Alton Towers and I don't know, some other ones in the UK. Yeah, well, yeah, they're all right. They're quite good. And you go to Disneyland in California or, or or Florida, and you're like, "Oh right, okay, this is what a theme park should be like." Because it, it, you can't really make a comparison. It, it, it's just, just like, they do it so of... much better. And Halloween here, I mean, when I was a kid, quite a long time ago, I don't think Halloween was even a thing in Britain. No, no, it wasn't. No. And I remember when I think when I was a student, I moved into my own place. And it was in Doncaster or somewhere, one of those places up in Yorkshire that I was living. And some kids came around doing trick or treat. I really actually wasn't sure what the deal was because I'd never, that was the first time I'd ever encountered it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of heard of it, but it wasn't a thing to me because I didn't live, I didn't grow up in a town maybe, but um, yeah. yeah, we yeah. certainly didn't get them coming around, you know, in the countryside. No, so as you didn't as as when you opened the door and these kids there in their masks or whatever going yeah. to the tree, you didn't know what they were, and you just kind of shut the door on them in the kind of like I went, uh, oh, go away. I don't I don't yeah, who are you? <laughs> then 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 did they then kind of you know throw I think eggs we found, and destroy we the found house something and, you know, for them, you know menace you for the rest of the night. We gave them some I don't know. You gave them some, some avocado or something. <laughs> I've just got some samosas have these. Kids, yes. kids in the LA go, what's that? <laughs> I want sweets. <laughs> I don't know. So I, 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 um, I don't make, I don't do a challenge or any kind of set thing in how you know over the month of no. October. But I, I do try and watch a few horror films. That either norm, well, normally what happens is I try and find some horror films I've not yet seen, mm. which is pretty hard to do because all the good ones I've probably already seen in the year before. Um, and I'm left with the kind of the, the dregs or the unknowns. And I kind of do a, a little scan of them and realize, no, that looks terrible. So I won't bother watching it. So I just end up watching what you might term classic horror films. The ones I know are good. I know I will enjoy and that I haven't watched for at least a year kind of thing. So I mean, do you, do you, I mean, do you make an effort to watch a little bit more horror in, over the month or, or not? I mean, you, you do surprise me a little bit, Mike, because, when you see a film that looks particularly terrible and dreadful horror films, 
it seems to me like you go, yes, let's watch that. There are degrees of terrible. Right. And, okay. and, and unfortunately, I, what you find is particularly on streaming services, you get like top end horror films that everyone knows about because they released hmm. in cinema and we all heard about them and we either saw them already or we want to see them. And there's a few of those. And then, and then at the far end, you've got like the really terrible, terrible films that are so bad they're fun to watch. And then in the middle, you've got this massive weight of what you might just call mediocre, hmm. kind of like are just the same story told again or pretty badly done. And and and, and probably you watch one and it just reconfirms why you shouldn't be watching any more of those. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, of bad give, give, I mean, I get to a try, but you know, I guess maybe there's just a lot of films that I don't enjoy, but there's a lot of horror films that I don't enjoy. I mean, the good ones, fantastic. Yeah. In fact, this is going to be useful for people because I can't remember what it was called, but there was on Netflix what I flicked it on last night, recommended for you, I think quite a new film. And the premise is that as a woman who's been through a traumatic experience. And every day when she wakes up, she can't remember anything from yesterday. And, and you thought, immediately think of Memento, don't you? Like, well, well, you do. It is That's basically what I said to Lucy. This sounds like Memento. But I like Memento. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one a watch. Go. Well, let me know, because I, I saw that too. And I immediately thought Memento and immediately then moved on. Yeah. So you know, do watch it for me, and if it's if it's any good, let me know, and I'll I'll give it a go. But I wasn't. Yeah. It didn't drag me in. So uh, so yeah. Well, last night I ended up watching a little uh, a little double bill of my own design, mm. completely unpl- unplanned. So I watched the um, a film I'd never seen before, and a film I had seen before. So that's a, that's, that's a good mix. It's a good ba- that's a good mix. Good that's a good mix. Um. So um. The film I hadn't seen before was the first one, and I watched the American remake of Martyrs, which um, is based the original, which we'd both seen before. Um, yeah, the French version of Martyrs, which was um, I don't know how, how would you describe the French version of Martyrs in a in a word or two? Grueling, grueling, yeah, grueling, in a fantastic, um, fantastically grueling. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. There's not many people I would openly just recommend that movie to because it is a very difficult watch in a way that I'd say few other films are because probably the first, I don't know how long, three quarters of an hour, maybe even an hour, are just unremittingly unpleasant. But it, the payoff at the end is just brilliant. Yeah, I think that's and, what saves the film from being in that kind of torture kind of you know hostile kind of vibe of film because it's got there's a i mean i don't know it it seems to have loftier aspirations when you get to the end um which yeah give it do give it a sense of meaning and uh and yeah i mean i I thought the french version is, is is very good but again i wouldn't recommend it to most people uh it is as you say grueling and uh a hard watch Matt Sanderson absolutely loved it. Really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he did. He really, because we did an episode uh, about it on the Good Friends of Jackson Elias. We we did it for an episode. And I'm never quite sure what Matt's going to enjoy and what he doesn't, because he tends to like 
it, it, it's like he's got a little switch on his head. So this is I love it. And this is I hate it. And and it's one of those switches you can't put in between. It's either <laughs> yeah. love it or hate it. It just flicks sure. the other, which which I totally respect. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he totally loved this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't. Well, I mean, the American remake is, I guess, okay. It is nowhere near as good as the French version. Um, it is still grueling, but not as grueling. Um, and there's a lot more. I, I, it seemed to me there's a lot more kind of explanation in the film to kind of kind of explain um, things. Uh, I'm sure there's there's quite a lot in the French version, but it's been a while since I saw it. Mm, but mm. the ending is the, the second half because it is a film with two halves. Without going into details, yeah, the second half does um, you know follows the same track, but it is different in terms of you know, the, what happens to who is different, and the ending whilst somewhat similar and the same is different um, oh really whereas the the french you might say ends quite bleakly to put to use a word <laughs> um the the american version um it, it ends bleakly but then there's a kind of more of a hopeful um more up, not i would say upbeat but kind of more compared to the french more upbeat ending huh. um um, but I mean, it, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I mean, if anyone, you know, I wouldn't recommend Martyrs to, as as you and I both said to to the majority of people. If I were to recommend it to someone I thought would, you know, be interested in that film, I would always recommend the French version and yeah. steer people away from the US one. Maybe, maybe if they're, they're a little bit more sensitive than I. I might suggest the American rather than the French one if they want to kind of right. slightly. I'm intrigued to watch the American one then. I mean, it's worth, um, it's worth a what? I mean, it's yeah. not, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad film. It's just when you're comparing two films that are exactly the same, it, there's always, you know, you tend to, I, I find people tend to recommend the one they saw first. So maybe if I'd have seen the American one first, I might have thought that was a better version. I don't know, but I saw the French original one first, and and I think that's a better version. Because like, I'm not going to watch. I, I don't think I'm going to bother watching the American version of Old Boy. No, I, again, I've not, I've not watched that. I don't, I don't see the point. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I should. I, I enjoyed the 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 American version of The Ring. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that seemed to be different enough. Um, but yeah. So, yes. but this this version of, but I feel like. The French version of Martyr, you know, on on South Park, I think it sort of says at the start of each episode, not suitable for anybody. <laughs> that's, that's what they should I think put. that is never that mind the content warnings. The, I mean, the content martyrs. warnings yeah. on, you know, when they put them not, up, not the suitable for anyone. Martyrs it would just be like fill the whole screen. I feel like, but yeah, yes, yeah. So the the other film, just to kind of round it up, um, yeah. was um, I watched the uh, 2004 remake or reimagining of Dawn of the Dead, the uh, Zack Snyder-directed uh, version. Uh, obviously, the original Romero, Dawn of the Dead, is a classic, and it's fantastic. And the remake, I think, is equally fantastic. I think they're both, they both tell the kind of same story, but they're both of their times. And I think they're both good i don't think one yeah. is necessarily better than the other maybe the original edges it out slightly just because it's original but but i really like the new version because it's really pacey and it's it there's no there's no fat on it it just goes bang 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 and 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 i think the 
I, I started at cinema and that first kind of section when the film opened and and then and then it kind of goes into the credits with Johnny Crash playing The Man Comes Around. It's just one of the most perfect openings for a horror film, particularly a zombie film. That you call him Johnny been. Crash, I think. Johnny what? <clears throat> I think you said Johnny Crash. Johnny Cash. Is it Johnny Crash? Johnny Cash. Yes. Yes. I think you I said Johnny Crash. Crash. It sounds like his kind of Halloween name. <laughs> no, yeah, he's a on October 31st. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Cash. Uh, yeah, the man comes around and uh, it's just a great opening title sequence. Is this the one in the in the shopping center? That is, yeah, the one in the uh, one in the mall, yeah. They yeah. all get kind of muddled up in my head, but I do remember the one in the shopping center as being great. Yeah, and I think yeah. I've seen both versions. But, um, are you sure? Uh, that, sure that's you something. Have. Yeah, I, I'm sure I have. And uh, that is, yeah, that, I think I might put that down for a. I, I definitely reckon, yeah, because it's on uh, in the UK. It's the the remake is on Netflix, and the original Dawn of the Dead is on Prime. Um, Excellent. And but what you may, may need to know about the original, there are three versions, all for free to watch oh, really? on Prime. What? Um, so there's the original theatrical release. There's yeah. the Argento cut, you know, the Dario Argento cut of the film, which is more. I think I, I, I've not seen that one. Is it weirder? And then, and then there's like an extended cut. So I mean, obviously I've seen the original, and then I, the one I chose to watch on Prime a, a little while ago was the extended cut, right? Uh, where, which was great. Um, I think the the Dario version as I understand it, is either kind of you kind of love and hate, depending on your preferences. Mm, I, I don't know. Mm. But I haven't got around to watching that one yet. But uh, but that, I mean, the original's got the the, the fantastic music. That's great. Yeah. I love that. So, uh, but um, yeah, no, I think they're both, they're both got their yeah. very cool things. And uh, yeah, no, thoroughly, well, thoroughly enjoyed that. Some great recommendations for people to watch during, uh, well, anytime really, but during the October Halloween season. Well, there you are. So, well, I think, should we draw it to a close there? Well, I think we best because people will be getting bored by now, won't they? I, I would have thought so. Blimey. Um, <laughs> we should point out at the start of this episode, obviously we didn't, that this is this is just some extras. This is like some extra stuff, like a side dish, if you like to accompany the main, which is really the the Eldritch stories that we put out, the short stories that we write and read that come out every two weeks. The last one was The Driver by myself, read by Mr. Mason. And uh, yeah, we've got, I think, six more stories to come. Season one is 12 stories. Yeah. And uh, if you um, you know you like the stories or, or even if you like us talking about, well, what we've been talking about, then, you know, feel... Uh, Please do let somebody else know, you know, and uh, tell them to uh, maybe subscribe and, uh, you know, hear them out. And uh, but even more importantly, um, yeah, tell us what you think, you know, drop mm. us a, drop us some uh, some info, what you what you want to hear or what you thought about what you heard. You know, we've got a, a Facebook page and uh, we've got the Substack, um, and you can leave, you know, leave comments accordingly. And, you know, we love to get them. So uh, please do. Yeah, because we're still in the early days yet. You know, it's it's kind of like a little toddler. It's it's growing rapidly, and it needs looking after. And, yeah, it's a weird analogy, I know, but well, it's a thing in the well. It's it's a small kind of. It landed 
on the meteorite and it's just oh i see that's bubbling away at the bottom of the well at the moment and but you know as it it gets bigger and stronger you know it'll take more shape and form so people need to throw things into the well throw things into the well to feed it it information that's what we're saying yeah yeah so So where can so is it what's the name of how can they find us on facebook uh they can find us at mason and frickers eldritch stories there's a facebook group a group where you can go along and you can join the group uh, and get notifications. There's eldritchstories.com, the website, and there's me and you on various social media. We didn't, I did set up some groups on social media, but do they need special groups on all the social media? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's just easier for me and you share it. So if you follow me or Mike, then uh, you'll, you'll get those updates. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, until next time, uh, you know, thanks for listening or watching. and. Um, Don't forget, keep it eldritch.